Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the uh, Santa Fe County Sheriff's Office. I'm Sheriff Adan Mendoza. On Wednesday morning, the Santa Fe Sheriff's Office and the county's district attorney held a press conference. They had new information about the fatal shooting of cinematographer Helena Hutchins on a film set last week. Over the last few days, our investigative team has been working diligently to conduct interviews, execute search warrants, and collect and process evidence from the scene. The film's director, Joel Souza, was also injured by what has now been determined to be a lead projectile. Law enforcement has not yet decided whether anyone on set should face charges, including the actor Alec Baldwin, who fired the gun. It's too early right now in the investigation to comment on charges at this point. The investigation will continue, and if the sheriff's office determines during our investigation a crime has occurred and probable cause exists, Arrest, an arrest or arrests will be made and charges will be filed. But the question that we're all asking is, how could this have happened? From the newsroom of The Washington Post, this is Post Reports. I'm Martine Powers. It's Wednesday, October 27th. Today, we're talking to reporter Sonia Rao about this strange, tragic case and how it's prompting bigger questions about the use of firearms on movie sets. Because from the very beginning, what happened on the set of the film Rust has been shocking. Santa Fe Fire and EMS wants the location of emergency. Bonanza Creek Ranch has had two people accidentally shot on a movie set by a prop gun. We need help immediately. So what we heard initially last week, there was a mishap on a movie set in New Mexico. We heard that there was a gun discharged and that ended up killing cinematographer Helena Hutchins, as well as injuring a director, Joel Souza, on the set of this movie, Rust. Our hearts ache, our tears flow. We feel a deep and tender wound because someone precious to us is no longer a part of our life. And we grieve because of that physical absence. In addition to starring in the movie, Alec Baldwin was also one of the producers. He issued a statement read here by a CBS News reporter. In a statement, Baldwin said, There are no words to convey my shock and sadness regarding the tragic accident, adding that he is fully cooperating with the investigation. And so I think, you know, in addition to the tragedy of what happened on set, there were just a lot of questions about what was going on here. How was it that this actor was seemingly handed a gun that, you know, had the potential to kill someone on a movie set? It was almost unheard of. It's happened a few times in the past, but just really shocking news to hear. What was the reaction from some of the crew who were there? The first thing would, of course, be shock. This was the director of photography, the cinematographer. She edited the camera crew, essentially. So there were members of the camera crew saying, it's this is such a loss, such a tragedy. She really looked out for us. And I can't believe that she was at work and this could happen to us. It could happen to any of us, truly. I think as well, broader in Hollywood, the reaction from a lot of people who have worked um, on similar types of crews was... This should never happen. There's so many safeguards that are put into place, especially when there are real guns being used on set, whether or not they have, you know, actual bullets in them. Um, But I think people were really shocked at the fact that someone let this happen or multiple people let this happen in this day and age. I mean, there are so many ways to kind of get around using weapons these days with computer imaging and all of that. So I think just the lack of care that seemed to have been taken here was really shocking. I think for a lot of people who 
don't know anything about how the film industry actually works when it comes to using firearms. I mean, I think that there was a general sense of surprise in the first place that a gun is involved, like a real gun is involved in movie shootings that you would think that it's either like CGI or it's like a pop gun or something fake. And so can you talk a little bit about why it is that you do see in some cases real guns being used to make movies? I mean, I think it comes down to an artistic decision, whether a certain filmmaker or, you know, in television as well, um, whether they want that authentic look in a scene that involves a weapon of this sort. I will say that that is kind of the opinion that seems to be shifting or a lot of people are now questioning what they're doing. I know the set of ABC, the show The Rookie is, you know, changing the way that they do things. The person who made Mayor of Easttown, Craig Zobel, he said online, you know, we actually used computers for Mayor because we didn't want to use or like risk using anything that could hurt people in this way. I, it was also interesting to hear people talk about the recoil of a gun, that when a gun is mm-hmm. fired, it snaps back in a certain way that is actually hard to mimic or hard for an actor to do uh, realistically without actually having a gun firing in their hand. Yeah. So I think a lot of that, again, comes down to how much they want to pretend versus how much they want to actually just have happen. And this is, of course, a very extreme incident of how things could go wrong. This is worst case scenario for sure. But, you know, it is it is a possibility if there are certain people that don't do what they're supposed to do along the way. So tell me what we do know about the circumstances on this set and who were the people in charge who were supposed to stop something like this from happening? So there's a person called the armorer on set who's in charge of handling the weapons, making sure they uh, don't end up anywhere they're not supposed to be. There was an armorer um, on set. Her name is Hannah Gutierrez. She's pretty young. She's about 24. So in response to this incident, a lot of different people in the industry have been, you know, really concerned about her age, just relative lack of experience at that age. There's also an assistant director named Dave Hulse. Basically, what the detectives kind of ascertained from talking to different people, including the director, um, Joel Souza himself, is Hannah had kind of placed the three prop guns on a cart that was outside of the church where they were shooting. Um, This might have been COVID policy, actually, kind of like the distance involved here. They said that the assistant director, Dave Halls, grabbed one of the prop guns from that cart and said cold gun, which is a phrase that says, you know, there are no live rounds in here. Um, So cold gun signifies to Alec Baldwin or others on set, you know, this is safe to use essentially. What we know about the exact incident basically is that Alec Baldwin was practicing. Um, It was rehearsals. So he was kind of doing a cross draw. um, And then that's when the gun ended up being discharged. A lot of people have been wondering why Helena Hutchins was actually near the camera because a lot of times, you know, the cinematographer and the director wouldn't actually be standing right behind the camera. One is that, you know, rehearsals, they weren't necessarily shooting. uh, They weren't shooting film at the time. The second part of this um, that kind of came out was that the original camera crew on this movie, they'd actually walked out around six members of the camera crew had walked out that same morning. There were different labor issues um, on set. Um, Most of their issues dealt with production. So the producers on this project, housing, payment. And so, you know, they walked out for those reasons. But as a result, you know, production did continue that day. They hired new people to kind of step in, but they were also working with one camera. 
they were kind of looking at the angle through that camera. And so that would have been why Hutchins was standing so close to it as well. What are some of the other questions that people are asking about who was involved in this and the various points at which someone could or should have said something or done something differently to prevent this? I think it's just why weren't there more people, I guess, safeguarding this set? What has come out of this as well? Assistant director Dave Halls, the one who handed uh, Alec Baldwin the weapon, he was actually fired um, from a different project, a different film in 2019. And on that set, a gun was discharged. So it's an eerily similar incident. Thankfully, nobody on that set uh, was killed, but someone was injured as a result. And Wednesday's press conference, officials said that they are going to be looking into those reports of safety issues on other film sets where David Hall worked. They also said that they've recovered the Colt revolver that they believe fired the shot on Friday, as well as about 500 rounds of ammunition from the set. That ammunition included a mix of blanks, dummy rounds, and what they believe to be live rounds. After the break, how Hollywood is starting to rethink the way that they film gunfire. We'll be right back. I'm Meghna Chakrabarty, host of On Point. Our big number is one. One episode per day, one story per episode, one really deep dive. At a time when the world is more complex than ever, On Point's daily dedicated conversation takes the time to make the world more intelligible. From the state of democracy to AI to the wonders of the natural world. That's On Point from WBUR, one podcast we think you should subscribe to. So who is investigating what happened on the set of Rust and what are the what are the questions that they're going to be asking going forward? The Santa Fe County Sheriff's Office is the one um, that has been, you know, the detective from that office is the one that's been conducting a lot of the interviews that we are now getting details from. I think the questions going forward um, and that hopefully will be addressed sometime in the next few days are definitely about, you know, why Helena Hutchins was killed at all, um, you know, what it was specifically um, that led to her death. Definitely, you know, really traumatizing, gruesome details are probably going to come out in the next few days, um, but will help, you know, kind of paint a fuller picture of what went down, um, what can be prevented on other sets going forward. Um, and definitely, you know, just in terms of film safety, I think that is the larger question that's going to be asked um, outside of the police department as well. Just how can we make sure that we don't risk this happening ever again? Do you think that this incident is going to lead to permanent changes in how movies are made? I think so. I think the question, again, of whether we want actual weapons on set will probably be brought up more than it has been in the past, I think, just given the traumatizing nature of what happened here, as well as kind of the resulting conversations of, well, we could have, we don't need to be doing this. It's not a requirement that we have these kinds of weapons on set. So I think that, you know, that is a change that will probably be made on an individual level, whether it's, you know, a director or producers making it. But I think we could see, you know, a wave of that kind of thing. I think that we could see a lot of people trying to work around um, the ways that things have been done in the past, just again, to keep people safe and as safe as possible. I think it's interesting how it feels like more and more we've had conversations about how our, for many of us, our understanding of guns, gun violence 
comes from movies and TV shows. And we have a very skewed sense of like how accurately police officers can shoot people because we see that in movies and we think that that's real life. Um, and, and I wonder if what we're seeing now is part of that reality check that like guns are dangerous and also people end up shot by them accidentally with more frequency than we want to acknowledge. And I don't know, like if it sort of seems like this is an, a reality check for many of us who feel like what we see in movies is reality. Yeah, I think um, it is an interesting conversation that is kind of unfolding in Hollywood, given, you know, the fact that our country is constantly dealing with gun violence on so many different levels. I think, you know, the idea of how it is that we get these images to the public has always been there, I think. And, that, you know, increasingly there are discussions of, for example, like how guns are used on television um, and, you know, cop procedurals and that kind of thing. But I think this conversation is almost adjacent to that um, because, again, I think it ends up being a little bit more about gun safety on set and protocols of that sort than it does about whether or not there should be guns on set. I don't think that I expect to see guns no longer on sets in Hollywood just because there are gen like generally there are a lot of safety protocols in place and this type of thing would not happen. So I don't necessarily see all directors or all producers, you know, deciding they don't want real weapons on set. But I do think that because, you know, the topic of gun violence is so prevalent in this country already, I think there are people who are kind of going to be thinking about what role they want that weapons to play in their projects overall or how they want uh, these weapons to be, you know, on set in any way. And I mean, I think the thing to remember, too, is these are actors, right? Not everyone on set is properly equipped to deal with weapons. And that's why it's so important that you have that armorer following protocol very strictly and making sure that everything is really locked down just because there is so much potential for things to go wrong when there are real weapons involved. Sonia Rao covers pop culture for The Post. Today's show was produced by Jordan Marie Smith and mixed by Sean Carter. That's it for Post Reports. Thanks for listening. The kind of reporting that we do is only possible because of our subscribers. Right now, you can try The Post for just a dollar a week, which gets you unlimited access to everything we publish. Learn more at WashingtonPost.com slash subscribe. I'm Martine Powers. I'll be out tomorrow, but you will hear our guest host, Alexis Diao, with more stories from The Washington Post. 